1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is real estate expert Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. Now, as we head toward the end of November, can you provide an update on year-to-date sales? I can, and year-to-date, if you look at where we were at the end of October, For 2019, we had 76,413 sales. If you compare that to last year, last year, the entire year of 2018, we had 78,017. So we were about 1,600 sales short at the end of October of where we were last year. When you look at what's happening in November and how hot November has been, We're going to surpass that number in November. Well, we've surpassed it already. And uh, heading into December with a lot of momentum still, it's going to be a a year that won't hit 2017 numbers, but it'll challenge it. And how would you characterize this year then in terms of real estate? It's been a great bounce back year. It's, uh, you know, without calling it a, a complete rebound year. I mean, this is something that we had anticipated when we saw what happened in 2017. And we kept comparing 2017 to 2008, where we had that little dip in sales. But we knew that 2018 and 2019 would really be strong. Now, how do you anticipate the end of the year going? Because we're about 2,000 sales off of the final numbers from last year. What does the wrap-up of 2019 look like? 2019, is, is it's going to end up probably, I would say, about eighty-five to 88,000 sales. So that's, that's way better than 2018. And in 2017, we had 92,000 sales. So we're approaching 2017 levels now. Like I said, 2017 was a drop because halfway through the year, we had some government intervention come in. 2018, we started off with the stress test. So that's why those two years weren't as strong as we wanted. And, and we knew 2019 would bounce back. Now, you've spoken a great deal on this show about inventory and how it's quite low. Is How is that going to have an impact? Inventory is really affecting price. So even with our sales being down, if you if you look at average price in 2016, from 2016, you started to see an average price increase of $100,000. So in 2015, at December 31st, 2015, our average price was $622,000 and change. In 2016, that rose to $729,000. That was a heated market and that there was a lot of multiple offers. There was not enough inventory. And that's what happened. People were paying extra for their homes. In 2017, that trend continued. And that's mostly in the first five months. But you saw average price jump another $100,000 to $822,727. So with everything that the government did to intervene, to say that, you know, we're, we're going to bring affordability back. In 2018, we saw an average price drop. And it dropped to 787848 which represents a 4.2% drop from 2017. So what has happened now with inventory remaining low, and people coming off the fence to buy their houses, we are now looking at an average price year-to-date of 816105 So even off of last year, 
we've made up 3.6%. So we're just off 0.6% off of the highest price, highest average price ever on the Toronto Real Estate Board. Now, the average price, as you suggested, is over 800000 Is there an area that is hotter than another? It, it Everything right now is really hot because inventory is you know, relatively, when you're speaking about inventory levels, they're low in each region. So if you look at Durham region, inventory is down. Peel region, inventory is down. York region, inventory is down a lot. Plus, sales are up because York region was the hardest hit last year and people have rebounded and, and come back now. And the reason York region is so hot is the detached market, which was pretty quiet last year. There's been a lot of detached home sales. Now, you've said on this show as well that young people are having a tough time getting into the market and buying their first home. Then where are these sales coming from? Great question. And uh, you know, the younger people had turned to townhouses, semi-detached, the condo, and market. condo market. And that's what we were seeing. We were seeing those sales increase. Like if you look at the townhouses, they were up 21.3% last month for a number of sales. Condos up 5.1% for a number of sales. You know, but here's the surprising part. Detached homes were up 19.6%. Wow. So what's happening? It's the younger people that are still taking the lead and purchasing these, but for the detached homes, they're moving in with their parents. So they're selling their parents' house, they're moving into a larger home, and that's really driven York Region's detached home market. Now, when you talked about the average price, is the condo price tag rolled into that figure as well? It is, and that's why it's it, it's actually a lot stronger than it looks because if you have that many more condo sales, the shift in the mix is going to make the average price look a little bit lower than it is. So when you take out the condo sales, the extra condo sales that went in to the numbers this year, we're already over the 2017 average price points. When we come back, we pay a visit to the head office of REMAX Western Canada. Stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Thank you, Tina. Joining us next on the show is Kingsley Ma. Kingsley, the director at REMAX Western Canada. Kingsley, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Kingsley, let's get, a start, uh, let's get us started with an update from REMAX Western Canada. What are you guys seeing for sales, average price? Uh, well, I mean, Western Canada, we break it down into uh, a couple major markets. Uh, obviously, there's, uh, there's four provinces in here, uh, but the focus, I guess, would be more on the British Columbia side. Uh, the average price in BC is 724000 um, but a lot of people are more interested in the Vancouver, greater Vancouver side of things. That's, that's where uh, most of the people live. Uh, the average price here in greater Vancouver is a little over $900, $928,000. Um, that's just including detached and uh, condos and townhomes and things like that. Well, like and uh, you, yeah, we were we were just and, talking and, about the uh, Toronto average price, uh, Kingsley, and and we're sitting at eight hundred and sixteen thousand now. What had happened is in two thousand and seventeen, we hit we peaked at about eight hundred and 
$22,727. We had a bad year last year. We dropped to about 787000 and change. So that was a 4.2% drop. But this year, we've rebounded 3.6%. So we're starting to hit those all-time highs again. Is, is that you know, pretty much what you're seeing in BC as well? Well, yeah, last year we dropped a little bit, and it's not until the last couple months, the last two or three months here, that we're seeing a pickup in terms of a number of units um, over here. And we're expecting another 5% probably price increase uh, over in 2020. And how do you think you're going to finish the year? Pretty strong, because, um, I mean, like I said, the, over in terms of number of transactions, we've actually went up uh, – by almost three percent the last couple of year to year over the last couple of months here, uh, and uh, because of the instability in a lot of places uh, overseas, especially in Asia now, uh, we're seeing more buyers coming in and looking into buying properties in, especially in the Vancouver marketplace. And, and that tax that was put on foreign buyers—that's just the cost of doing business now. They don't really mention it anymore. They're just coming out and saying, "Hey, this is what it's going to cost me to live in Canada." Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but uh, in a lot of places in Asia, actually, they do have foreign uh, tax buyers anyway. So to them, I, I mean, it's it's really not that much of a new thing over there because um, they, they already have those in a lot of major cities over there, too. So for them, like you just said, it's just the cost of, uh, you know, part of the cost in purchasing a home in, in the Vancouver area. And, and getting back to what's happening at home uh, in terms of, Who's buying homes here? We were talking about how a lot of our millennials and Gen Xers, they're, they're getting help from their parents to buy. What are you seeing out there? Is it the same type of thing? Multifamily homes? Are you, are you, are you, how are they buying? Uh, a lot of the millennials and Gen Xers actually have uh, their entire family uh, involved in, in the purchasing of buying a home here in Vancouver. Um, well, just because they're, they're, helping them out, right? So the, the parents uh, or, or family or guardians or things like that have uh, uh, have great influence over what they're looking at. And most of the younger buyers are actually looking into buying condos because uh, a lot of them are, I guess, starting to accept the fact that, uh, you know, having a detached home in Vancouver, which, you know, the average price is over a million for sure, uh, is out of their budget, it's out of their range. So they're coming to the place that they they feel like, you know, they're starting to have families, but they still need a place to live in. So instead of renting, they want to start somewhere small, smaller. So they've accepted the fact that condos is the way to go. And are condos still the hot property in Vancouver, in downtown Vancouver? Because what we find here in Toronto is that they are very small, but the price per square foot seems to be going up and up and up. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think a little more than a year ago when condos, the pre-sales, at one point, I know there's a project in downtown Vancouver that was selling, trying to sell for, uh, three, 3,000 bucks a square feet, uh, which is crazy. Uh, but as since, uh, after the speculation tax, it's gone down quite a bit, but it's still at a very high price. And most of the newer millennial buyers are, or starting out with one bedrooms, if they're professional, if they don't have a family yet, uh, if the couple is a professional, they start with one bedroom. But anything under a million, um, it's typically still very hot in the Vancouver marketplace. But anything above that, it's 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 difficult to sell. 
Yeah, we had a project that started out at $1,800 a square foot, and people were freaking out. So I'm going to use that to sell some of these. (laughs) 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 But, you know, we've heard millennials are different. They think differently. They buy differently. You had an interesting post on Facebook that, you know, don't be scared of millennials or Gen Xers because – or Gen uh, Gen Z, right? Because they're they're just like us. Yeah, they're. I mean, we're all human beings, and uh, I mean, at some point, we we you know we grow a little bit older, a little bit wiser, and we start family and have kids and everything like that. I mean, even though the age of having a starting a family is a little bit later than the boomers, but I mean that's still part of their life. And uh, in terms of you know settling down, it's it's the same as any other generation. I think uh, the key difference is the way of communication with the millennials and Gen Z guys because there's just so many technology platforms uh, in place. And one of the, especially the Generation Z side of things, uh, they've grown up with data. Um, ever since they're born, there's data just about anything. So they're more analytical in terms of, uh, you know, breaking down on what they want and things like that. So. Yeah, it's it's been it's the communication part that's really different. It's not the mentality of you know I need a home and things like that. So how, can I ask you then? How are you changing your business in terms of communicating with that generation of buyers? Well, in that sense, uh, social media is, is is a big part of it because um, uh, both millennials and Gen Z uh, generation they want instant answers, and a lot of times you know when they want to send an inquiry in, say to a realtor when they look into a place, they want a response within, you know, the next couple minutes, not within the next couple hours, right? Because, say, for example, if a real estate agent doesn't respond in the next several minutes, they'll find somebody else a lot of times. Wow, that's harsh. (laughs) That is harsh. And that's what it is with them. I mean, it's instant gratification. So if you're not satisfying their need right now, they're going to look somewhere where it will be. Yep. So that's why a lot of times when you're communicating with the millennials, it's, you know, either Facebook messengers or text messages or um, there's an app out there called WhatsApp that's really popular. Uh, things like that, I think, you know, any professional, real estate or not, um, if, you're, if you're selling something, you should be able to be on, connected with the, all these tools so that it helps you communicate better with the younger generation. And so what you're telling the boomer real estate agents is don't go caring on the millennials and Gen Zs if they want instant answers, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and they don't pick up the phone that much, too, a lot of times. Yeah, no um, kidding. Yeah. We've also heard about that generation, that they're a bit more, you know, transient and mobile. But you are finding, though, that they still want to invest in real estate? They do. Um, as, as much, you know, as much as real, getting into real estate is tough, but that's still, that's still, especially more towards the millennial generation. Um, they still want to get into real estate and purchasing and owning a home. Whereas, uh, we look at some numbers here. Whereas the generation Z, um, actually 38% of them don't care if they rent or home eventually. So it is, it, when you look at the millennials and generations, you can't group them together because their behavior is actually very different. And who is Generation uh, Z? How do, you, how do you define them? Well, millennials are anybody that's uh, born between uh, 1981 and 1996, and the Generation Z guys are anybody that's uh, after 1997. 
And, and they're really so, transient. I mean, if you look at it's that whole car leasing phenomenon where, you know, before we wanted to buy our cars, now we just lease our cars because after four years, you turn it in, you move on to the next car. And that's what Gen Zs are doing right now with homes is they don't want to be tied down. They they want to have a place for three or four years. And when they're done what they're doing there, they move on. Yeah, exactly. Kingsley, thanks for that great information. And if people want to connect with you to get more information on this, how do they do that? Uh, well, myself is pretty uh, much on social media. So uh, Max Live, M-A-K-K-S-L-I-V-E. Uh, if you type that on Facebook or Instagram, you'll be able to connect with me and you can message me there. Or any, uh, yeah, that's it. That's awesome. How you get me. Thank you very much for joining us. And we will have you back on the show real soon. Thank you. When we come back, we get to your real estate questions and this week's hot listing. And just a reminder, if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 1059 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On The Market on 1059 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Time now for our listener questions, and the first one is from Lisa in Thornhill. She wants to know if you've seen a trend in multifamily homes, and how does she prepare to sell her home to those buyers? Ooh, good one. Great question, Lisa. And yes, we have, especially with people running to the bank of mom and dad and, and, you know, parents looking to help their children buy houses. We've seen a trend in them moving in with their children or, or even grandparents moving in as well. So you've got either two families or three families getting together to purchase these homes and it makes for more buying power. At the same time, what they're looking for and what you have to do is establish separate living areas within that home. So either a finished basement with, you know, uh, maybe a small kitchen, but separate areas that they can live their lives separately, but at the same time have common areas like maybe the main floor kitchen that everyone congregates in. So that would be the, the best option is to just to make sure that your house has those separate living areas so when they go in they can imagine themselves with separate space as well as space where they can all share. Now it sounds like Lisa has a larger home. Is a separate entrance then required as well? That separate, would be ideal, right? Separate entrances are great, especially you know if you have parents move out later or if they haven't moved in yet, you could always rent it out for more income. That'll help you pay for this property as well. But separate entrances are always great. It's not always available. And that's when you when you see, you know, kids or, or even parents creating these areas for their kids or their parents. Now, what about bedrooms in the basement? How are they perceived? Traditionally, I mean, bedrooms in the basement, they you either wanted them or you didn't. It was more of a personal choice. Then it went into a trend where everyone was putting entertainment areas in their basement, so home theaters and and such, just for keeping their family all in the house. And with home prices going up so much, you didn't have a lot of extra income to be able to go out to movies and things like that. So, you know, you made those entertainment areas within your home, fixed up your backyard, so you wouldn't have to go out all the time. Now, bedrooms are becoming more popular because of the multifamily situation. So with people moving in, their parents moving in or grandparents moving in, you want to have that extra space. 
Our next question comes from Jay in Markham. He says, I'm a first-time home buyer. What are the top three things I need to know before I purchase? Well, Jay, congratulations, first of all, for, you know, starting in this first step. And what you need to do first and foremost is get to your bank or to a mortgage professional that's going to be able to approve you for a certain amount. And that becomes your purchasing power. So now you know exactly how much home you can buy. And and from there, we want to know about the lifestyle choices that you're making. So, you know, do you do you like maintenance? Would you like a home that has a yard? Would you like a townhome with a smaller yard or maybe no yard but a deck? Or you may want to go to a condo. So figuring out your lifestyle choices is probably number two after you know how much you're going to be able to spend. And also when you're at the bank, they're going to tell you how much you can afford in terms of maintenance fees if you do choose to go that route. So again, number one, bank. Number two, forget your lifestyle choice. And then number three, we got to find a location that's going to meet your needs. So either something close to work, close to parents, uh, close to schools. Once we pick the location, then we can go out and get started. Now, Asif, you mentioned lifestyle choices. How do you maintain that with the reality and the buyer's reality in terms of what they can really afford? Gee, I really want, you know, a a large luxury home in King City, but the reality is I can only afford this. How do you do that? Well, the, the best thing to do, and this is why we say you have to go to your bank first, is it allows you to kind of focus on, on where you can end up. There's nothing worse than going out and finding the dream house and then finding out a week later that you don't qualify for it. So once we go in and find out what you can afford, we can then identify different areas and different types of places that you can afford. Asif, if our listeners want to connect with you directly, how can they do that? They can call me at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. And just before we go, this week's hot listing, and Heather Cooper joins us from REMAX Prime Properties with a luxury listing from Unionville. Heather, over to you. This week's hot listing is a custom-built home at Warden Highway 7 in Unionville. This home has five bedrooms, six bathrooms. It's over 4,000 square feet and sits on a huge corner lot. This home features a finished walk-up basement with a beautiful wet bar, hardwood flooring throughout, and built-in alarm and speakers. Asif, what do you think about this property? This is a great property. I grew up uh, steps from this property, and, you know, you've got everything there. You've got Unionville High School, Markham Theater. You've got, you know, the, the Hilton Suites Hotel, plazas. You're close to transit. Downtown Markham's just across Highway 7. There's so much happening in this area now, even more so than when I grew up there. It's just a fabulous location, and it's known as a very prestigious community. You've got Cache Parkway just up. You've got Unionville Main Street steps away. It's a great location. And it's a larger home that we've talked about in this show, right? Exactly. Larger home. You can have a, it, it can be a multifamily home, and it's very luxurious. It's custom built. There's so much in this home that's going to make this you know, one of the attractions in the neighborhood when it comes to sale. Heather, one more time, the highlights of this property and where our listeners can get more information. This home's got five bedrooms, six bathrooms. It's over 4,000 square feet. This property is actually launching today and is one of the best-priced properties in Unionville for its size. And for more information, they can contact Helen Liu at 905-554-5522. And the price point for this property? It's going to be around $3 million. All right. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. 
Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.